It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Season three! Oh boy, here it comes. Even though we've done this show like 250 times, I still have no idea what I'm talking about. We may not know what we're doing, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. The only way the I only deserve. Way I deserve. <laughs> this is how this to do is life. How to do life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd! Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Happy New Season 3 and Year, Heather! Yes, we made it! We did it! Heather, what do you think of our new intro? I love it! Isn't it amazing? Yes! So great. (laughs) And we're going to have everybody can see clearly on the Spotify app or wherever they have downloaded us. We have new cover art, too. Mm -hmm. New cover art. Woo-wee! Yeah, we're looking good. All new stuff. Uh-huh. It's amazing. We look completely different, too. I know. Like, we... Uh, <laughs> I got a haircut. Um, I don't have a haircut, but... But you're growing yours out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it is, uh, it is a hot new time. We decided <laughs> that it was time for season three. We decided it was time to make moves and make changes and make things happen yeah. in, in 2021. Yes. Here we are. Well, even though we shouldn't really have any housekeeping because (laughs) it's a fresh new year and fresh new things, I still do. Okay. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. A couple things carry over from 2020. Just a couple little things to Mm -hmm. highlight. Book Club. Yeah. Friends, the book is Calypso by David Sedaris. Get a copy at the Midtown Reader. We will put up a link so that you can order it from the Midtown Reader. They even have a little car that they will drive around in, and they will drive the book to your house if you need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty cool. So get your book, Calypso by David Sedaris. Do you know if it is on Audible? I'm sure it I is. I do not know. I would presume it very well could be, but I, I have not looked. I don't know. When I have to cram for a book club, um, <laughs> it's usually my first get, spot. Get some easy listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get a little listening. Heather, tomorrow, mm-hmm. the finale episode of Not Quite Therapy will post. Oh, the end of an era. The end of an era. We talk about the future. We talk about what we hope for ourselves and for each other and for our audience. Oh. I hope that it came out okay, and if it did, it is all thanks to producer John, 100%. <laughs> there was literally crying. There was, it wasn't me. Yeah, real tears. It was so Aww. sweet. Um, there was lots of laughing. There were at least four discussions where I'm like, we're taking this out. And Brian's like, <laughs> I love it. Leave it all in. Like, like, And it's just us arguing about whether what we're talking about is going to stay in or out. Did so, you take it in or out? I hope it's all out. <laughs> <laughs> really up to John what happened. We'll all find all out. out. We'll all find out uh, on on Thursday when, when it comes out. Um, we went to lunch afterward, and within about four minutes of sitting down to lunch, Brian's like, so... What's our next show going to be? I know you. I know you don't want to do the divorce show anymore, but what are we going to do? Yeah, and I'm like, we're not doing a show right now. And he's like, well, there's still so much to talk about. And I love that he like he got so invested, and he you know 
he's he's gonna miss it and i'm gonna miss it too he's gonna start his own show we're gonna see he's gonna have he's gonna go spin off his own thing and create something completely just him we talked about hosting a dating show (laughs) we talked about that we could host a show where um divorcees had their current partner and the person that they divorced answer questions about them it would be a mix between like the dating game and jerry springer to see like (laughs) who who knows them better that was one of our ideas so um but yes it was a good time um not quite therapy has come to a close uh but congratulations thank you so much it was a lot of fun and we really enjoyed doing it and he'll still be in for our every 10th episode we're going to keep that up in season three keep that going so uh nine more episodes and our friends can hear Brian's fantastic insights once again. <laughs> now, on to this show. I have a little bit of something that I care about, that I want to show that I care. She loves you. You know it. Sometimes she needs to show it. Heather may solve everything, but Chrissy cares. Heather, we took a longer break than we or our audience <laughs> anticipated, mm-hmm. but we are back. And we are kicking. <laughs> we are going. Yeah. We are making it. Yes. And before we left, I said I didn't know how we were going to feel in the new year. Mm-hmm. And I said I wasn't going to speculate about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted to wait until we are here. Right. Well, we are here, Heather. Yeah. It started off rough. A little bit. <laughs> started off rough. <laughs> it did indeed. I'm a little bit worried about our collective mental health (laughs) and i want to remind us to take care of one another i saw a meme that said um i've i've um i've had my seven day subscription to 2021 (laughs) and i'd like to cancel that i'd like to cancel it (laughs) i'm I'm good Mm -hmm. season two we had the cancel culture shows we talked about how to cancel things we have the skills yeah it started off a little yeah really did worry like truly worried about our collective grief and mental health and you know it's just a reminder what I, what I want to say on, on the care front today is let's take care of one another let's be a little bit kind to one another I think we should be a lot kind to one another I mean and, and kind to ourselves and to ourselves yeah yes. that's some, a, a recurring theme in a lot of the conversations that I have during my work day is um, kindness and compassion for ourselves and not putting um, too much pressure on ourselves to always make the right decision and right. always say the right thing. And, um, you know, clearly we um, have been humbled, <laughs> taken down a couple of notches on um, our collective ability to uh, manage things in the universe. And so I think that we're all learning and let's just all just kind of st- step back a little bit and and work on this together. I totally agree. I also, I said that I would speak to the universe on our behalf. Yes, yes. I tried, guys. At first, she snubbed me. She's <laughs> never been so quiet. Well, the holidays were a busy time. Yes, yeah, never been so quiet. So I tried again, and I professed to the universe. I'm always trying to be strong. I've just had enough grief. And the universe's message to me, yeah, which I believe is a message to all of us right now. She said, you're not strong, you're fragile. And Mm. you should be fragile because that's what you are. 
Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay that you've been broken a million times. It's okay to not always pretend to be what you're not. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like I it I don't either. like that. I didn't like it either. <laughs> I didn't like it either. I was like, but that's, that takes a real vulnerability, you know, and that takes a real, like, but the fact of the matter is, if I'm really honest with myself, I'm kind of fragile. Yeah. And it's okay to admit that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't always have to be so tough, you know? I like being tough, but it's not necessarily real you know and we talked about in both of our previous book clubs way back in season two <laughs> we talked about you know vulnerability we talked about remember the question of cheryl Strayed where she said you know i showed them the least true versions of myself right you know? so i think just take a look at what you try to be every day and if it's really a representation of where your heart is and it's okay if your heart's a little mushy, because mm-hmm. sometimes that's where we are, right? Yeah. Heather, I want this show to be uplifting. I want it to be fun, and I want it to be good, but we are where we are. The first couple of days of the year were kind of a haze. It was kind of like a nothing really starts until Monday anyways. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. what kind of New Year starts on a weekend, right? right? Mm-hmm. I did make a resolution, yeah, which I began on the 2nd, yeah. but I'm still in. My resolution was to take my vitamins every day. Nice. And that doesn't seem like much, but I take a lot of vitamins. <laughs> I've seen your vitamins. Yes. <laughs> I, take, I have to take a that lot is a of vitamins. Yeah, it really is. It's a commitment. And they're all, um, uh, they like melt in your mouth, you know, and you just got a big, huge, like chipmunk cheeks full of wow. these. Yeah. I mean, at least they're not bad flavor or anything, you know, but (laughs) yeah, it's a commitment. So taking my vitamins every day, stuck to it. They should make them like pop rockets where like you put them all in your mouth and then you start like fizzing and foaming. Right. (laughs) That's that's kind of what they're like. That's kind of what they're like. I remember a friend of mine wasn't feeling very well one day and I was like, hey, take a couple of these. Like they're really, they're really good and they're really helpful. And she's like, Oh, they're chalk. They're bad. Oh, oh, that this is going to make me ill. Like, and I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very used to them, but um, yeah. So I'm doing that. My other uh, New Year's resolution was super, super easy because I'm not a smoker. But uh, once in a while, there would be a time, you know, a few times a year where I might smoke a couple cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if I drank alcohol, that would happen. So I mm-hmm. said no cigarettes in 2021, which is. Like I said, extraordinarily easy because I don't really smoke anyways. <laughs> That's the kind that you like, you write it down and then you can cross it off right away. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, awesome. yes, look at me. I'm a champion. <laughs> I, I quit smoking. I've never smoked in my life, but <laughs> I don't now still. <laughs> I'll continue yeah. not smoking. That's a good. That's yeah. a good one. That's, that's important. A one. That's a good one. So I'm taking my vitamins uh-huh. and, and all those things. So first couple days. Made a resolution. Mm-hmm. Did you make a resolution? Um, I, I guess I did because I resolved to not drink liquor. Okay, and I really kind of felt like there's really no redeeming quality. Right, I feel like crap the next day, even if I have one cocktail, and it's not in making my life better. Right, and. So I just kind of decided, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm, I resolve to avoid spirits. 
And I'm also doing dry January. I have a lot of friends who are doing the dry January. I've never done it before. Um, And most of my friends who are doing it have never done it before either. It just felt like the right time. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. me too. Like it just, it felt like the right time. I've definitely, I have tried to do um, an intentional month off of any alcohol, but I haven't done it as like a new year thing. Right. Um, I've never been successful. Like I've made it like two weeks and I'm like this is stupid but I feel a different type of um readiness for it now Mm -hmm. and it hasn't I mean it's it just felt like yeah I want to do this I want to just kind of get everything out of my system the Mm -hmm. holiday you know 2020 I definitely drink more in 2020 than I normally would I think many many people yeah I don't think you were alone by any stretch and then the holidays you know it's just you know it's just it's kind of a drinking time of year. Mm-hmm. And I woke up on New Year's Day. And I was just like, I feel like shit. Right. I want to feel better again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm done with alcohol. I'm done with spirits. I'm done with liquor. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do a dry January. Good for you. Yeah. And then, well, I'll decide, um, you know, at the end what I decide I'm going to incorporate back in. But we'll see. Well, as you know, I didn't drink for a long time. I didn't drink for almost two years. And during the pandemic, I did drink again. Um, And sometimes a little extra, usually fairly okay. But, you know, it definitely became something where I wasn't, like, feeling my best either. And I have not uh, resolved to dry January, but I have um, on the 17th, because on the 16th, which is Saturday night, um, I'm going to a wine tasting with about a dozen women, and it is um, all Spanish wines um, from the Rioja region where I hiked. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a really fun night, and I'm excited about that. But on the 17th, I am starting eight weeks dry and also upping my exercise goal. So, And for me, it was partly... You know, I wanted to feel good, like you said, mentally. But I also, um, 2020, I, I've gained some weight, you know. And I I know that, you know, cutting out alcohol caloric intake as well as getting back to my regular five miles a day or more of walking is just the structure that I need. You know, it's just it's just kind of what I need. I and love, that, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I love how we both, you know, we went – our, you know, kind of like took a break during the holidays and we each went and did our family stuff and our holiday stuff. And we're coming back now and our our goals that we set are so similar, you right. know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm also doing that. I also you know, felt feel like I got away from my physical best. You know, my I really like to stay in tip top condition and mm-hmm. I definitely strayed away from that in 2020. Yes. And I have a mileage goal for the year. And so I love how when we're kind of comparing notes, it's like, me too, me too, yeah. me too. Well, you know, I... I don't think, like I said before we left, I said, I don't know how we're going to feel when we come back. I don't think that we are alone in these goals either. Like I said, I have tons of friends doing the dry January. I have tons of people who have recommitted to their diet and exercise plans. I truly believe that for the majority of us, 2020 became a write-off year. And the further we got into it and the more despondent down the rabbit hole we kind of became, the further we got from our good habits. And I think... Even despite the turmoil of last week, that we're like, you know what? 
I can only control what I can control, though, so I'm going to try to control that. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was a rocky start on, so it was the weekend, and that was kind of, you know, you wake up feeling bad, and you maybe had too many drinks, and we know whatever happened, and it was kind of a blur for those first couple of days. Then Monday morning hit, and some people jumped right in. I did not jump right in. Um, unfortunately, Monday morning, my key cat died. Mm. And... I don't want to talk about it very much because it makes me very, very sad. Yeah. But that was a bad start to Monday. Yeah. And then on Tuesday, a dear friend of mine, a colleague, a girl who I've known for over a decade, I trained her and she is now one of the highest ranking professionals in her field in the country. Um, we were pregnant at the same time, had our boys within three weeks of each other. Aww. I've met her parents and her husband and her children and her entire family. I got to go to her wedding. Um she announced on Tuesday that her little brother, who just turned 27 years old a week ago, died in his sleep of unknown causes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, I mean, the grief of losing my cat hit me extremely, extremely hard. Like, it hit me like it brought back all the other griefs of my life. You know what I mean? But, God, then I wake up the next day, and I'm like, my God. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like. Look, I'm not going to say she's just a cat because she was a wonderful thing, but she wasn't my little brother. Right. Do you know what I mean? She <laughs> was like, yeah. my God, you know, and I'm like, you, you got to be kidding me. And then we all know about Wednesday. <laughs> what <laughs> happened Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday was a special, special day in American history. I was working you know? Wednesday. I didn't really pay attention to the news. Really? Um, <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> False. <Yeah. laughs> False. Psych. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it started off like I turned on the TV and I saw Mitch McConnell and I was like, look at this guy. <laughs> like he was amazing. He, he was like, look, dudes, we lost, you know, and sometimes you lose and let's just do what we need to do and move on. And I was so proud. I was proud of our country. I was proud of the Republican Party. I was proud of the Democrats. I was proud of everybody. And then. Yeah. Quickly, quickly faded away. Yeah. So well, there was that. So we kind of started with some rough spots. Mm -hmm. and we started with some grief. There's been some bright spots, though. When I wrote this show, I wrote optimistically that the Browns were going to beat the Steelers again. <laughs> and they did! <laughs> Yay! I hate the Steelers! I hate the Steelers! <laughs> we hate the Steelers. Yeah, I want them to lose. Stupid Steelers. Now, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm not, like, the biggest sports fan. I don't, like make my life around sports or anything but i just gotta say like i grew up in ohio my dad always said two things about the cleveland browns he said one they break your heart every year <laughs> and two always root for the underdog yeah and the cleveland browns guys are the ultimate underdog i don't care if you like sports like it, you should watch what they did last night was a triumph their coach was out um, two other coaches, like their offensive line coach and like their special teams coach or somebody. I don't know. I don't remember. But all their coaches are gone. They're at home with COVID. <laughs> Half the team is like out with COVID. There was like 18 people off the roster with oh, COVID. Wow. Um, Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, hadn't thrown a snap since oh, he played wow. the Steelers last week. The Steelers are the most hated, too. Like, if you live in Ohio, you hate the Steelers. I hate the Steelers. And you know what? For my little hometown... We hate them more because <laughs> their quarterback, Ben Rottlesberger, mm -hmm. was the quarterback for our rival high school. Oh. So we went to Fostoria and he played for Finley, 
Mm-hmm. So we hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hate his team. Mm-hmm. We have a lot. Like, I don't hate very many things, but <laughs> you're allowed to hate. This. If you're from Ohio, you're allowed to hate the Steelers. You're just allowed. You're just allowed. Um, it was a glory. It was a triumph. It was fantastic. And I can't believe that I watched them win that game. And that's exciting. That's like wonderful. how when I watched the Saints win the Super Bowl and I was in shock. Right. For like literally a year. Like I would like I'd be walking around and I'd be like, the Saints won the Super Bowl. If they if they go to the Super Bowl, I will pay any cost. And I will be at the Super Bowl. I will pay any cost. That'll be and exciting. I've always said that if the Browns went to the Super Bowl, that I would go. And of course, it's going to be when it's like COVID-19 right. and they're letting like 25 people in. And, you know, like I have to mortgage my house or something. But totally we'll worth see. it. Yeah. Worth it. So everybody send good juju to the Browns. Yes. Bad juju to their opponents. Boo. Next will be Kansas City. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So... So that the highlight fun. of 2021 so far <laughs> is that the Browns beat the Steelers. Hey, man. That's, Take what that's we can what get. Got. Uh, let's get into the grab bag for a little more. Okay. What did they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Well, guys, we've been kind of lamenting that Noah maybe wasn't off to the best start, but I found an article, which I will post in the show notes. I loved this article. And it really, like, shifted my focus. And I hope that it helps our listeners, too. And I hope that it helps you, too, Heather. It was about mindfulness Mm. in a pandemic. Yeah. And it basically said, mindfulness is worthless in a pandemic. (laughs) Living in the moment is stupid. Yeah, the moment sucks right now. Because you know what we need right now? We need hope. Right. Right now, we need things to look forward to. Right now, like... Focusing on being present. No. we need What we need is escape. That's an interesting concept. For our mental health, what we need right now is escape. Mindfulness is stupid. We all need to stop. <laughs> We've been putting a lot of emphasis on this. Be present. Breathe in the moment. Take in your surroundings. Be right here with the person in front of you. No. <laughs> stop it, everyone. Stop it. It is unnecessary when something you love dies. Like your cat or your brother or a piece of your country's soul. (laughs) What you need then is hope. Yeah. What you need then is to be forward looking. So this article just kind of knocked around in my head a little bit. You know, I kind of, I read it and I, I just left it open. This is the thing that I do on my phone. Like if I want to revisit Mm -hmm. the tab, I just leave it there. And I went back to it later and I read it again and I sent it to a couple friends. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yeah. But I'm like, but what can we hope for? Because the article was a little bit like, you know, we used to look forward to going to the pub with friends on a Friday night. We can't do that. You know, like you'll, you'll get arrested if you go do that in certain <laughs> places right now. California, the UK, you're not allowed to do these things. Right. Um, and I was like, well, what, you know, what are we looking forward to? You know, they're like, I looked forward to this meal in this restaurant, you know, like for my birthday with my whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, you can't really. You can't. Like, I can't say, well, you know what? I need something to look forward to, so I'll plan a big trip for the summer. We can't plan that far ahead right now, right? So that's what's kind of difficult right now is because we don't know what to hope for. We don't know how to hope. We don't know what to look for. So I looked smaller. Mm -hmm. I adjusted my expectations. I said, what can I look forward to 
that I can control actually knowing that it can happen. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I actually really enjoy when I walk five miles a day. Mm-hmm. And instead of thinking, I got to get my five miles in, to think, I get the privilege to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I get to go walk five miles today. Yeah. You know? Because... Honestly, not everybody is even allowed to be doing that right now. Right. You know, we're in a very restrictive, very crazy time, you know, uh, with the COVID and the cases rising and whatever. I get to get outside in moderate weather, right? Because Florida's, I mean, today kind of sucks, but by and large, it's okay outside. It's not, you know, a frozen tundra or anything. And I, I get to go do that, you know? And... What about anticipating the pleasure of the scale once I've lost a few pounds from doing that, you know? Hoping for a good outcome on something little. We can do that. Mm -hmm. And we have done shows in the past, season one maybe, about the baby steps and whatnot. And I kind of thought, well, I mean, kind of similar here, right? We look smaller. Look at, you know, how can we find things to look forward to? So what are some things that you're looking forward to in 2021, Heather? Well, it's really interesting that you um, that you shifted towards narrowing your focus because that's exactly where my mind went. I wrote down in defense of mindfulness um, because I agree. I love that concept of mindfulness is not what we need right now. We don't need to focus on the present. We need to, to focus on you know hope and, and something like that's not necessarily current event. But um, I, what I use mindfulness for is narrowing the scope of looking at the frame of reference of what can I actually affect right, right here. Mm-hmm. And so mindfulness for me is all of this outside stimulus, all of the headlines, all of the noise, all of the everything is is a distraction from mindfulness, which is looking at what is my sphere of influence. And my sphere of influence is what's happening, you know, what the choices that I make, what I choose to, the media that I choose to consume, you know, what I choose to respond to, you know, the, you know, who I interact with, what I'm doing for my own self-care and, you know, you know, just kind of like taking care of my emotional and mental health. And then like, you know, my, you know, my my day mm-hmm. and that to me is a very hopeful and calming experience you know yes i'm focusing on i'm being mindful but i'm not being mindful of the outside world that i can't control mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean i do the same thing i really narrow down to you know what are my objectives for today you know what do i want to accomplish today and what do i need to accomplish today and i just I give myself a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most valuable epiphanies that I've ever had is um, how little I matter. And by that, I mean, you know, like millions and millions and millions and millions have gone before me and millions and millions will go on after me. I am a speck. I am a not even a mm-hmm. speck. And, you know, so... Some, I think, may feel depressed by that idea, but I love it. I mean, I think it just opens up so many opportunities to, um, you know, to explore different ways of thinking and different ways of living and to just let go of this, this, this sense that we have that all of this is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's what I do. When you were talking about, you know, 
what has come before and what will come after. I feel like that a lot on a trail. And there's actually a really good book called On Trails by a guy named Robert Moore. And it's more like my last name, which so I like this guy, obviously. Um, but uh, it's called On Trails. And it's about when you're, when you're out on a trail, and I do feel this a lot when I'm on a trail, the trail only exists. Because other people, so many other people have done it before. Yeah. And the trail only continues to exist because I'm on it today. Yeah. You know, and then I think about all the people who will come up behind me. Like, and walking the Camino is a really neat one because, you know, it's been there for hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah. you know, in pretty much the same state by and large, you know. And um, it's just, it's just tremendous when you think, you know, like, of all that came before you and that all will come after you. And I, I agree with you. I don't think that that's a sad feeling. You know, I don't think yeah. that that's a, uh, well, I'm so insignificant because you're a part of it. You're yeah. a cog in that wheel. You're a reason that it exists, you know, and it doesn't exist without you, but it right. didn't exist without any of the other people who are part of it too, you know, which I think is neat. I'm carving a trail right now, like in real life. Like yeah. There, I have found like a cut through mm-hmm. and um, that I'm taking, you know, three or four times a week. And I'm, I, there is not currently a trail. I'm walking literally through thickets and the Mm -hmm. woods and vines and stuff. Um, But I know that the more I walk on this spot, uh, a trail will form. Mm -hmm. And I really like that um, I am creating a path that maybe somebody else will use one day. and, And it may make their day easier in the same way that it's making mine. Yeah, I think that that's really neat. And I do highly recommend that book. It's a really good book. Yeah, I wrote it down. On Trails by Robert Moore. It's really good. Um, I know you said you're giving yourself grace. I'm going to say no. No? No more grace. Okay. Goals, people. Love it. Goals, not grace. It's time. I gave myself grace all of 2020, and I felt sorry for myself. And I, oh, but it's a rough year, and it's whatever. We need some goals. So what I'm looking forward to is totaling up those miles. I'm looking forward to when I hit 350, when mm-hmm. I hit 500, when I hit those miles. Um, I got some goals. And I want y'all to get some goals. Get yourself some goals. So let me give you some homework. Okay. Don't forget your homework. It's 2021 and the write-off year is over. Yes. It's trying to hang in there. <laughs> but it's time for goals, not grace. We gave ourselves too much grace. It's time to get moving, people. All right. I'm ready. Next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time. Bye.